0: Hello and welcome to the Pocket Cast. I'm Fletcher and I'm joined with Ed. Hey there. Is it joined with Ed or joined by Ed? Um by Probably by by. God damn it. I guess that makes me the host and you the co host. I'll take it. We wanted to do I wanted to do a podcast about the DS library, which I think is absolutely brilliant and creative it it, it, it was called what was the the original name of it is uh not the 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 dual screen the ds but the ds also stands for director directory system something like that um do you know what it is developer system something like that. Okay.
1: Okay. Develop developer system I could see makes sense.
0: Maybe something I think maybe developer system. And so it's because it was so it was supposed to be so accessible and like just so easy to make games for. And I think that's why it has like such a weird fun library, especially like when it comes to you see a lot of indie-ish titles, things that you would call indie, like in the way that they play developed by Nintendo, um, things along that line. And so I, I, uh,
1: go ahead. I was going to say, I, I would definitely agree with that. It was one of my first impressions just browsing through the library and noticing big brands reinventing IPs for the platform and, you know, in the form of new mechanics to accommodate the DS. And some of them are good, and some of them are well. All of them are weird, but it's it's weird to see those indie-like qualities coming from larger IPs, uh, but spread evenly across the board because you you can, clearly you have to kind of adapt certain things to facilitate screen. a game that would actually work on the DS. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. Uh, did you know that the touch screen came out? This that the DS's touchscreen abilities come out before the iPhone. What? So that no. it's, it sets the groundwork for mm-hmm. introducing everyone to this well of a functioning touch system. And I, if you ask me, I think it works better than some of those earlier phones that came out with those touch systems. Mind you, it comes with the stylus. I don't know if you have had to use it without the stylus. Garbage. Just is the uh, worst. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> it, it being better. Maybe I had smaller hands when I was younger, but I didn't even get into the system until i was in high school and so i had to be god i don't know uh i don't remember if i was a sophomore or what but either way that puts it at like you know 2007 2006 ish era and this came out i believe 2003 i written down let me let me reference my notes here real quick oh yeah please do please do it came out 2004 well that's when it was
1: revealed Okay. at, uh, E3. Damn. that's crazy. Um, I didn't. I didn't really ever play the DS as a kid, not that I can remember. But I do remember years ago. I think you were the one that put me onto it initially, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because I I had the extra DS on top of the 3DS because I was so excited when the 3DS was coming out. I was so stoked.
1: <laughs> I, re- I remember that.
0: I I I held off on buying it. Because I had, I yeah, I just I known to pay attention a little bit and watch what games were coming out, and I wasn't interested in a lot of what had been announced. And honestly, throughout its entire throughout its catalog, there isn't a game that really. There's a few that feel like the DS Lite title, um, or DS sorry title, uh, but it's it. That's that the I know you played it the. Friday, the Friday, the Friday monsters, attack of the Friday monsters. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: It does, it does ring a bell. It has
0: kind of a, almost like a Studio Ghibli uh, feel to it. Uh, Studio Ghibli meets Foolie Cooley, is what I would almost call it. And it's like an adventure game, uh, as where you collect things and you progress forward.
1: Yeah, it, I, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm looking at artwork for it, and it definitely, I, reminiscent of Ghibli. Yeah, for sure. It, it does ring a vague bell. I don't I if I did play it, I definitely didn't get very far. But it looks somewhat so, familiar. It's kind of cool. I believe
0: I somewhat skipped of the introduction of I also I as in, in order to bribe Ed into doing this podcast, I like yeah. we got him a DS. What what would you what would you normally be playing if it wasn't a ds being
1: forced upon like what am i just currently playing now aside from the ds yeah
0: sure yeah let's start there
1: oh okay yeah right so a mild plethora of pc titles uh obviously hogwarts just came out not too long ago what like last week Yeah. so trying to be a good wizard boy for sure uh csgo occasionally valorant occasionally Um I'm trying to think of what else i was really sinking time into a couple of play tests that are going on and off on steam here and there um, what would you
0: say uh you're um give me like a top top five to ten favorite game.
1: all time or all current? time
0: no all time oh, oh that's a fun i mean let's go all time like, just throw out like 10 of your favorites
1: yeah games. all right Okay, all right. Well, Majora's Mask, obviously also going to be in that list for sure all day. Uh, uh, spattering of uh, Final Fantasy titles. Uh, oh, big fan of, of uh, 1 and 2 for sure. 7, obviously a classic. Uh, honestly, not one of my favorites to play through, but I do enjoy it. It is a fun game. Um, and I didn't play a lot of the other titles. Tactics, big fan of Tactics. Great one.
0: That's so funny that you mentioned that. That is, uh, yeah. I I have trouble getting it. I've always wanted to get into tactics. I just always have an issue getting into tactics.
1: Now, see, I, I couldn't get back into it now. And that's mostly just because I just feel like I don't have the attention span. Like, when I have time to play, <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm in full-blown immersion. Or it's pick up and put away. Um, and so the DS is kind of hitting that pickup and put away time slot, but my sit down full blown, like Jess is working overnight shift. Uh, I can actually put some serious time into something. I want to sit down and bust into something super immersive, like right. a Hogwarts title on PC, you know, something, yeah. something that I can really grab by the balls. Um, so I, I kind of struggle with like RTS strategy games for the, well, I guess it's not RTS at all. Turn-based strategy Turn-based, games for yeah. that reason. Yeah. Um, because I was always a big fan of Fire Emblem too.
0: Well, I was gonna say I I, I would think Age of Empires probably makes your top ten list. You kind of you enjoy that Age, Age
1: of Empires specifically, Age of Empires two, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. still I still get down on that uh, on occasion with my brothers, and even sometimes Justin, who's Michael's college roommate, right, and and we'll go pretty hard at that.
0: I played. I played. I had a lot of RTS games growing up on the PC. I don't even know if my dad played many RTS games. But well, we had like five of them at least. And sure. So I played a lot of some of them. Armageddon, Armageddon Two. So no, Total Total Annihilation Two. what oh, okay. I Played a lot of.
1: I gotcha. I don't think I ever played Total Annihilation games. Just too much. Too much
0: pressure, man. That's
1: no i i I definitely get that and you know i I even only ever really play a o e two for the nostalgia and mostly because I, I it's just i have we have really high tier strategy gameplay just muscle memory at this point so the only thing you're really trying to do is make sure you don't forget to click us, you know, hit a click or something like that. Getting into a newer RTS like that, I struggle cuz I have to relearn how the mechanics work and what the uh, what it is that I'm trying to macro. Yeah, yeah, I, I, exactly I don't have the mean. patience you're trying for it to figure it.
0: out the strategy instead of actually playing the Yeah.
1: Right. So, and I so I, I struggle with something like that um anymore, but AOE2 would still be on that list for sure um put you on the spot yeah yeah you really did now i've got to actually like branch out i was in i was in total ds mode uh in yeah. terms of my headspace i'll give you so some of mine i'll help you think about
0: so i have to put uh, half-life
1: one is
0: definitely near the top Oh, of that because, like that's just that game Oh, immediately that, embarrassed i should not have left almost that out. like an album <laughs> you know it's it has to be something mm-hmm. to me that i can play again and again at the same time, I would put up Judge Dread versus Death. Is that what that game is called? Um, on that, Are you talking like, about the GameCube title? Yeah, the GameCube. I think it's on other consoles too, but yes, the GameCube Yeah, title. you're
1: probably right. Yeah.
0: Um, not a great game, but absolutely one that, once so again, I have fun. played it through so many times, and I can play it through again and again. Excellent game. Yeah, um, Counter-Strike has to go on that list. But, I mean, that's one that's like, yeah. do I enjoy that, or is that an addiction? I think that's more on the edge, right? and I don't even. It's do... not even a game that I like to play. It's not even crates that yeah. I. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, I just want a toxic experience. <laughs> I need the true, the truly... social
1: aspect of it is equally addictive. I would say yeah, yeah it
0: can be, sometimes because sometimes it's can not always, and that's rewarding Absolutely. too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and there's there's quite a shitload of nostalgia you know packed into oh. that as well.
0: I also would put. King's Quest, uh, specifically King's Quest Six, on there. Okay, have um, you ever played any of the
1: King's Quest games? That's that's another series I've never I've never played. I've heard good things though.
0: It's a Sierra. It's Sierra. Um, I don't know what the other, but they did. They made. They put out Half Life actually as well. Um, what? But it's totally different from Sierra. Sierra Entertainment is that what it is? Maybe. It um they yeah. put out yeah, is Monkey's in. Island, Monkey's Island. Um, oh, okay. all those like like point and click adventure type games where if you yep. miss one thing way down the line, it's gonna totally just fuck your day up. Um Yeah, yeah, that's that's King's Quest, absolutely. Um, cool, but just but it's it, that's one of those games that just it, it just it's, the lore and the storytelling was just like incredible. And I played that game at a young age, so it just like sucked me in and then you have to think of like pokemon pokemon silver uh, silver and and before that like yellow like any of the, the yellow i don't have it for Yellow's fine i would play yellow i guess but blue yeah. red uh silver gold um diamond those games just the like we were discussing the other day the ability to when you're playing a game that doesn't have the best graphics your imagination that immediately comes out and then makes you feel oh. like a kid again, like that.
1: Absolutely, like uh, uh, that, Absolutely. that is Pokemon
0: one hundred percent.
1: Man, you know, hearing you talk about some of these games really has my my brain working overtime. And I've got I've got two titles in the same veins of of, of your last two here. Yeah, I, I'm going to probably chuck Mist in there.
0: Okay. Yes. Absolutely.
1: I missed put me on like it's one of those that I picked up and dropped fairly early on once or twice that I tried to pick it up and play it and, and the first time it wasn't something i had access to i think maybe somebody had it loaded on their system you know at a friend's house or something and i got to try it out for a couple minutes i was like oh this looks kind of cool and then never you know got to touch it again until i was older right. um and then at some point you know i picked it up and i got to I got to the uh the suspended forest fort place and that is notoriously one of the most dog shit fucking puzzles you have to do in a video game. <laughs> yeah. And I remember not making it past that. And then I picked it up at some point what a year or two ago and, and just sat down. I played through almost the entire thing in a single sitting. It was it, I just went ham and I was I could not get enough of it.
0: I, I remember I remember having like such a fear of that game. Like I had a, I had a mm-hmm. nightmare as a kid. That was in my brain. I remember thinking that I had had the nightmare, and then this is back when you'd be walking through Shopco or wherever, and they would have the, uh-huh. the PC titles and the big boxes in an aisle. And I remember seeing oh, that cover and yeah. being like, "Dad, that was the dream. That was the dream that had me like crying the other night. And like that, that Jeez. was it right there. And they you know, make any sense. I was like, that was wh- that was where it happened at." And obviously okay. I'd seen it, some kind of ad or something before it to put it in my head, but then I had that on the DS cause there's mist on the DS. And I, cause I wanted to get yeah. into that and that game. Yeah. The puzzles, I think I got to the exact same p- spot that you were talking about. I was just like, no, eh, oh, I'm done here. I can't, I cannot figure this it's, out. I didn't even it's think brutal. to look I, up. I a slogged you know.
1: Yeah. That's definitely an option. And, and, and no lie. I did not make it fully through MIST unassisted.
0: Yeah, I, um, I wish I,
1: I wish I could claim that, but I will never definitely ever not claim to be good at games.
0: I, I if I can make it through a game without looking something up, that is it's a pretty easy game. You know, Titanfall Two yeah. I think this is like the last game I can think of that I made it through without a walkthrough. Any FPS I can probably make it through yeah. without a walkthrough. But Dude,
1: I use I use Rune Light for runescape so i i'm abusing the <laughs> shit out of the <laughs> yeah absolutely the clue solver overlays to do my slide puzzles and shit oh yeah i, just I,
0: have don't, to, I, don't, I don't have time for me. that i guess runescape has to go up there in favorites you know But once it yeah. addiction or favorite i don't know i don't know jeez dude i i don't i think that's more of a favorite than it is an addiction to me um but <sighs> I i've, think I've so. just noticed that i've been listing a lot of nostalgia
1: well, and that's something that you and I have talked a lot about lately is is the power of nostalgia when it comes to being a gamer. Yeah, uh, but and we don't have to we don't have to totally delve into that now. But like it is, it is just a recurring theme that just keeps coming up over and over again.
0: I mean, what are we doing right now? I and mean, that is that the DS came out in two thousand three. That's you know it, we're coming up on twenty years. Oh yeah, I mean, we're nearly at twenty years. So or at least it was announced, Right? I don't know when it exactly released but either way we're coming up on a 20, year. 20 years right thing here shortly and that's i mean i think that's about the point where you could say nostalgia like it's so funny because yeah, that's, that's, that's not fair. retro but that's kind of retro that's that's playing that's playing atari and in uh instead of your super nintendo
1: yeah and and I- yeah and I think the the bridge between what's retro and what's not is or that gap, right it is ever getting smaller just with how frequently newer and newer systems are coming out. I mean, at some point, obviously like the p s five and the newest xbox will be quote unquote retro um
0: yeah, oh no, absolutely uh,
1: but I almost feel like to really for those to be retro they either have to be made obsolete through the on allowance of backward compatibility by current consoles, or we'll have made some kind of exponential leap in, in gaming.
0: But there's an Atari collection on the uh, absolutely on, on the Switch. So then, in that sense, that isn't retro.
1: That's a really good point too, because I also I uh, now that I've said all that and made a big. <laughs> to do about. I, i'm starting to break it down in my own head and realize well oh, that's cool. no because they ma- you, you you can buy a pixel game that was made yesterday like those <laughs> yeah
0: those absolutely well, making them. So, and that's, <laughs> you know so i believe we, we've we've covered our grounds of what some favorites are so let's yeah look, look, uh, i'm taking that segue into the ds so <laughs> pixel games are being made for everything right now like i mean there's yeah. modern consoles you've got homebrew coming out for game boy advance game boy color the original game boy nintendo they're they're, they're modding the games they're making new games there's nothing coming out for the ds which is blowing my mind because like we said earlier it's the uh developer system right? right so if i'm so if i'm wanting to learn how to, to write for anything i would think that this would be like a go-to i have heard that the game boy is the easiest thing. To learn to write for, uh, I do uh, believe. I believe because what happens is you can you you count Game Boy and Game Boy Color as a single library, and I do believe that Triumphs the game the DS eighteen hundred games on the DS I think is what I saw around roughly. I'm sure that that's a. It's so funny and so interesting to me that that argumentative like that you can argue how many titles and like every console has. Uh, I did run into this. Before I even had the idea for the DS podcast, I was playing, um, I was getting into the Garfield catalog.
1: Interesting. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, Not not a great catalog. Uh, I I recently saw uh, the Triple Jump on YouTube does a lot of interesting video game lists, and they'll Mm. rank, you know, all of, from best to worst, all of their games, or from worst to best, whatever and they did the Garfield video game and near the top 5 uh was uh, in the top 5 was the the game i first played Garfield's Nightmare which is if you're looking for something to play to go to bed and i mean that in the nicest best way possible this is the best game for it it is the most basic <laughs> platformer uh the <laughs> controls are the controls are all right like, everything about the game is so Just above mediocre. Like if it was mediocre, you know, like when something's mediocre, you just you you, kind of hate it more. Like you wish it would have been bad. This one is must be just above mediocre because you enjoy it just enough for you to be like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm
1: passing out. (laughs) It's
0: like it's like playing Bejeweled or Puzzle Quest or something like that. (laughs) Okay, Um,
1: all right, I'm picking up what you're putting down.
0: Where I was going with this though is there is a Tale of Two Kitties and Garfield Two. I think, uh, two titles. Um, one, I believe is Europe. One, one is pal and one is us. And, uh, they are the same game.
1: The exact
0: same game, two different games. So I guess that's where that argument comes
1: up of how many games. Gotcha. Are Are you counting unique titles or titles with unique titles? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there's
0: many other ways. So I, Basically, with the, with the catalog that we had access to, I didn't go through and do a count, but we, we played a similar catalog. And it, it I'm just, we had two weeks kind of go through. First of all, I was surprised by, I don't know if it would just happen to be a, a, a tiring two weeks. We did a bit of projects around the house, but I did not get nearly as much time into the DS as I thought I would. Which is funny because that is the convenience of it, is how much time you can just sneak into it.
1: Don't even talk to me about that. I, I, I too suffer from the same issue, and that I have this little digital notebook with buttons on it in my pocket that takes yeah, all of all the time. Yeah. I have it in my
0: pocket all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, and I, yeah, uh, I've been getting dirty looks, um, every time <laughs> I I open <laughs> we were it. We at breakfast. On the <laughs> <laughs> we
0: were at breakfast, and I didn't have mine with me.
1: <laughs> that's the only reason you were upset let's be honest is because you yeah. didn't think to bring yeah. yours to the restaurant no, because yeah. now
0: i thought about it i have a child so i can't i can't be a <laughs> be- I, I, hey, okay. I hate to blame them i hate to blame them but the hey, button
1: well. isn't working
0: on my on my ds and this thing oh. i said i've had since i was like 15
1: so it's just That is <laughs> upsetting to hear know.
0: it could be just from wear and tear so what um what have you been what have you been playing
1: so no lie, I, I I've tried to kind of just dabble, put a couple of yeah. minutes into a handful of different titles, uh, but the one I definitely keep coming back to that I, I'm absolutely having so much fun with is the Dawn of Sorrow Castlevania game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think you and I talked a little bit about this beforehand, but I never really ever played a Castlevania game ever. I always thought they like they were so cool, and I remember growing up seeing the artwork and in various magazines and whatnot, thinking, "Damn, that looks so, so cool!" Uh, no way in hell I was ever allowed to ever play one, and I just I just never had really any focus in that IP, you know. After I got older and could do kind of whatever I wanted, um, so I just never really got into it. Kind of the same unfortunate reality for me with uh, Pokemon, but solid platformer. Cool mechanics, uh, insanely amazing and beautiful artwork. Um, uh, I was going to say a slight underutilization of the touchscreen, but I think if it, I think if the touchscreen played a more core role in the mechanics, that it might piss me off, and I'd probably want to play it a lot less. Because uh, yeah. at, at, at present, you just unlock these symbols essentially that allow you to unlock doors and. You know, when prompted, input the pattern through the screen. Although, I, although I've noticed that it it seems if you just don't, the game will immediately or just eventually draw it for you, so you don't have to unsheath your stylus. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, and that's so one way
0: uh, you could just use your finger. You don't even need the stylus for that. Probably. Absolutely, because I'm thinking I played um, uh, Portrait of Ruin was I think my first Castlevania title, uh, mm. also on the DS. And that same way sucked me in. And I think it has the same mechanic. I think you barely, barely use it. And it's, you, can you know, use, I think, I, is the menu down there? Maybe, maybe you can use the menu, but I don't even think that's it. I think stats are displayed down there.
1: Yeah. So the, the game place, or, or excuse me, the game play actually takes place on the bottom screen. And then up, up top, you have like a menu. Right. Okay. But and you know now that I've said that that's the only use of the stylus, I I'd forgotten that I progressed a little bit further somewhat recently, um, and get to the point where essentially I have now have the ability to destroy certain blocks using the stylus. So I forgot. There's, and again, it's still such a very. Simple mechanic. You basically get on a floating platform and it carries you over this pit. And then there are blocks that would otherwise push you off of the moving pedestal. And you have to quickly scratch back and forth on the stylus to delete the blocks. Because it tries to trick ah. you. There's only one stream of blocks and then it's and then it's uh you know, then it's three three deep and if you're not constantly drawing, you get pushed off and then at the last minute you have to duck
0: that, that adds in a bit there that's it does that's it cute. definitely
1: yeah it's you know kind of a cute little mechanic and yeah i'm sure they'll introduce additional little pieces like that maybe we'll see um so if
0: you you didn't play and i don't think it was in our catalog the any of the Zelda games on the DS. I think when you borrowed it, because I, mean, oh. I mean, this is now this is referencing back. Ed and I moved here together ten years ago. No, to, no, not uh,
1: two thousand fourteen. Almost, almost, almost. two thousand fourteen. So it was like July two thousand fourteen. Almost.
0: Okay, so been a while since you had played through it back then. Did you play? Do you remember playing Zelda on the DS?
1: i do remember um what is it the phantom hourglass phantom hourglass yeah i do i remember not beating it um what a fun game and, and oh, it, I, remember man, utilizing. I disagree
0: so what I really that game i i i remember just i was just because you you don't control him whatsoever with the, the D pad or any control sticks. You you use the stylus to move Link around. You use the stylus to swing your your sword. I don't like that control at all. I it's the same to me as having the forward button being accelerate in a racing game. It was. I, I don't mind the the stylus controls. What I really prefer is when you can play the game. Without or with the stylus, when that's the option present, and once again, I don't mind when it's filtered in there. Um, there are a few exceptions exceptions to the rule, of course. But no, I, I I'm really surprised to hear that because I did not really. Enjoy
1: it. Well, so I would definitely have to go back and play it again to make sure that my assessment of what I recall.
0: And I do wonder if you're think- thinking of a link between worlds a link between worlds with um 3ds that was really good
1: yeah i do remember that one as well all very much amazing um the specific gameplay that i recall playing through um definitely phantom hourglass Um, yeah and you
0: have that yeah there's the um dungeon that you have to continue to go back to and go further and further down but you have to go back through your old steps and I know that I'm not alone in these thoughts.
1: <laughs> I, I, I I believe that. that. I hate I I, I want to say that what I remember is that it it felt very cumbersome and clunky and difficult to you know be precise in your inputs. Uh, but I I yep. feel I feel like I remember coming to the conclusion or realization um, to treat it more like we controls. Um, at, at which point getting this getting the input strokes on the stylus felt less cumbersome just because I, I was a little bit more fluid with it and and it kind of removed the need for what i thought was specificity you know in and how i'm providing these inputs and and it just kind of almost like the cursive version of a stylus input and, okay. it, and for me that seemed to work now i could be complete bullshit and and made it all just up on the spot but that's how i feel like i remember it Right. And I feel like I enjoyed the game, um, but I'm. I also I can't think of what the reason was. I never finished it. But I'm also notorious for not finishing games. Like I, I never finished uh, Breath of the Wild. I, li- uh, I literally yes, just need to. I'm with you. There.
0: I think that once again, I'm, I'm at the exact same spot. Just got to beat game. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people. hit. I think that that's a common thing.
1: I hate ending. I hate finishing games, dude. Um, Sucks.
0: Uh, I, there are a few others that really focus on. Stylus controls that just uh, bother me terribly. Uh, Ivy the Kiwi is one of them. Uh, you see a lot of these platformers that rely on you like drawing a path. Um, you see this in Kirby's Canvas Curse, something along those lines is the name. Once again, Kirby's a ball, and you have to like draw the the, the road for him and the ramps and all this, and you can touch him to give him boost. And it just, I don't, I don't know. There's just something about really heavy touch controls I don't like until you get to a title like The World Ends With You. And that goes also in my top 10 all-time favorite games. Not DS titles, but just all-time favorites. And I remember we discussed it a little bit. And if you have not played this game, the way to describe these controls is that you have uh, almost like really simplised directional only commands that are like a uh, fighting game. Like left, left, down, right, right, up. Certain different combos that you're using to control in a battle on the top screen. Well, at the same time, you have a battle going on on your bottom screen, and you have different Signatures or symbols to draw that will attack the enemies on their bottom screen, and you move that person by moving your stylus around. At first, it's extremely chaotic and it feels impossible to stay caught up with. Uh, the game is a bit forgiving, it, it will let you continue to retry these battles, and I do believe it will make them easier for you after a while. And then you can progress on. The problem with that, of course, is that then when you get to a harder boss, it's going to be harder for you. So it's, you know, it's highly recommended that you, you actually beat them and get used to that. But once you get used to those inputs, and that's to be said with a lot of these games, is it just becomes so fluid. And just, um, you, I, I feel the immersion, and I get immersed in the DS. Uh, Hotel Dusk, I know that you kind of touched on that. Yeah,
1: I I was just, you know, while you were talking and explaining World Ends With You, I was just kind of scrolling back through the library that we're working with, and I, I scrolled back by Hotel Dusk Room 215. I, I've i not gotten very far, but, I mean, since the opening sequence of it just booting the game...
0: You hold your, 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 oh, your, 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 your the
1: second you launch the title it, and everything, like, you know, it splashes the... The icon or imagery for the you know the the developer or or whatever it is, and it's all sideways. You're like, what the hell? And then yeah, and then it's like holding a book, and then the game's just going. And like the artwork is so unique, and it's such that it's this cool hand drawn stylization. You get all this pencil scratchy sounds. It's uh it's a comfortable, Uh, it's a comfortable feel. The sound, the soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah, it's I think the struggle that I have to
0: hear me say throughout this podcast <laughs> that I dislike touch controls or the unique, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They, where they're playing on all these unique things, you know, it's kind of like a uh, catchy, yeah. like, oh, look at my touch controls or look, you can right. use the microphone, Oh, uh, the gimmicky things. I'll say that oh, that's a gimmicky thing. That's a gimmicky thing. Then I bet nine times out of ten, I'll end up saying in the game that we're doing, I love that gimmicky thing. (laughs) So I'm sure I'm going to eat my own words on that plenty of times because I I do say it's the one thing that held the the DS back was so many people relying on the gimmick rather than just kind of leaning into it here and there. Um yeah, I think when you play I, Grand Theft Auto, it's the that's a the, the Chinatown Wars is a great example of you know I mean it's the it's I think on Metacritic it's the number one DS game. And really? it's it's got the perfect just it it doesn't rely on it, it just throws it in there here and there for fun little tiny mini games uh sure. that make the game a little more immersion, actually, because When you go to steal a car, you have to hotwire some of them. Right. And so you use the stylus, to hotwire the car, and that's a fun little quick mini game. Boom, boom. You're in your car. You're out. I still think it has the best um, way of getting rid of your stars. Did you play it at all?
1: Uh, I I haven't on the DS, but I have played Chinatown Wars before. Right.
0: Yeah. It did end up coming out on a lot of different. It's on the phone. It's on the, uh, it's on the PSP, I believe, even, but it was initially yeah. a DS only title. So, and then that kind of brings me to the um, explaining kind of my idea further about this podcast being that I want to play every US release on the DS and, and a huge, you know, 1800 games or so, right? And that maybe that's all games, maybe that's not just the US games. I haven't looked at the actual number. There's a lot of good games. There's a lot of really bad games. Like if you go scroll through this list of all the DS games, I bet there's 10 Disney titles and 10 Barbie titles. There's just a slew of shovelware, uh, like I said, gimmicky games. Mm -hmm. There are games that I believe we're going to be able to get through in way less than two weeks. So I am thinking for some of these And I believe that will be kind of the standard, is that every two weeks the podcast will come out. Ideally being that we have somewhat of a community that will want to play the game at the same time that we are, or something along those lines. Right? Yeah. Stay more current with it every two weeks. There's going to be some games that are probably like My Life First Horses or something like that.
1: Oh God no. yeah,
0: well, while I am just making this up i I do know there's something along the lines of my life, and there's there's plenty of horse game. There's a maybe we'll have a two weeks that are all the horse game, oh dear God, I'll we'll just play through a bunch of different horse games,
1: okay,'ll that be the hell podcast,
0: so yeah, yeah, well yeah, like, uh-huh. there' are gonna be some two weeks that suck, ah, and then there's gonna be some yeah. two weeks that we're like this wasn't even enough time to get into the game, yeah. Um, I am there's a lot of remakes and like almost like remasters uh there's let's see if I wrote down on the list. There is an insane amount of Final Fantasy and uh square Unix titles. oh I believe I bet I wrote down on a games to play. I kind of made a list here to reference as games to play games i'm curious about and old favorites and just in this title alone there's one two titles that are final fantasy there's children of mana which i believe is just like wow. an offshoot of final fantasy blood of i'm gonna say this wrong bahamut bahamut, yeah,
1: bahamut. blood of bahamut okay bahamut is unacceptable <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get shot in the streets for that, Bahamut. Yeah, Bahamut. Uh, don't have to Bahamut. get fancy. Uh, sure. Yeah. That's not, yeah. Just Just, uh, just cripple over the blood of Bahamut. Can. All right, whatever. I gotta
0: cut that one. Nope. Uh, so, blood of Bahamut. Bahamut. Baham- Baham- is also Square Enix. I don't think I know that one. Kingdom Hearts Recoded, I think. I, I wrote King Hearts Recoded. I'm assuming I meant Kingdom Hearts Recoded.
1: Yeah, I, yeah no, I I remember. I I played that title for a short bit. I didn't get very far, but I, I do remember that one.
0: Final Fantasy III, I believe, is the first remaster of the game.
1: You know I'm a big fan of the early Final Fantasies.
0: Yeah, and that's something I found interesting, is I've never... Gotten into Final Fantasy. I have Final Fantasy 9 and I've never really gotten very far into it. Quite ironic because I love the Dragon Quest series. Yeah, I've got a decent list of favorites, and I've got a decent list of curious games, uh, as well as games to play. Like I said, a lot of. I, I think we almost might want to do a randomizer.
1: Not a bad idea. We could each select a number. Of games to load into yeah, a short list of 2030, whatever at a time, and then hit the randomizer.: Or Oh
0: we do all of the games.
1: Put them all in there. Oh Christ. Put them all in.: there. We, could ac- we could definitely do that. <sighs> I can make that.:
0: And then if we have if we have a terrible luck streak, we'll dig into our list. I'm going to go over some old favorites on this list. if oh, you don't mind. Not at all.: Medios is a tetris like puzzle game i believe it was one of the first releases for the ds like i could be totally talking out of my ass there it's a blast i don't i don't know what makes it so much fun they shoot off like rockets i think sometimes you can, you're playing against someone else so you're trying to like stack their stuff full you know kind of like a tetris attack okay along that puzzle vein we've got puzzle quest slash uh Galactrix? Galac yeah, Galactrix, I believe is what it's called. Probably okay. saying that wrong as well. <laughs> Connect three RPG puzzle game. Okay. Uh, so much fun. Difficult. Really difficult. Like it's not like the, as I recall, Galactrix has a bit more approachable. It's it's the learning curve that it goes with you a lot better. Okay. Puzzle Quest is a hard to play game. Interesting. Do you remember playing Flash Sonic games that were actually kind of good?
1: Yeah, yeah man, Sonic is one of those titles I, I've really never gotten mm. into. Yeah, I say that hesitantly.
0: The Sonic Rush is just your straight classic. It's in a fun art style. I think you would actually enjoy it. It's, I'd say once again, kind of on the easier side. The World Ends With You, obviously, is in this list. For sure. What I was going to ask you about before we started playing, or playing, recording, was Space Invaders Extreme. I've been playing Space Invaders Extreme 2, I believe it is. Really? That was the music we were dancing to while we were setting things up. Oh,
1: yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I was wondering what you were playing.
0: What what is up with this system having the one, like, just the best soundtrack? It's fucking phenomenal. The world ends with you. We didn't touch on that. Great, great soundtrack. Absolutely.
1: We might have to, uh, well, we'll we'll consider how we want to play this, but see if we can get some licensed audio in here next time.
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Just little snippets of it. You know, if we're short enough, it's okay. Right?
1: Right? Yeah, sure. We'll have to brush up on the legalities. Tokyo Beatdown is this, like,
0: weird. 80s Japanese top drama, but it's, like I said, it's a beat-em-up. Really funny. Really fun. Okay.
1: Like a side-scroller?
0: Yeah. Nice. A few I'm leaving out on this list. Uh games I'm curious about now. Dokapon Journey is an RPG slash board game. I've never heard of that before. I, I you have.
1: That's the first I've heard of it. Never heard that combo,
0: so I'm really interested.
1: Yeah, that sounds cool as shit.
0: Hi Hamtaro! Really, I played just an E.T.B.T. bit of it, and it seems cute, and just something about it just seemed like it could just suck me. in. I was also, well, I was into Hamtaro Hamtaro for way too long, like really to not admit for how long I liked Hamtaro.
1: I I don't. I mean, I know I know of hamtaro and I know hamtaro well enough to say that I think at some point in the sounds that are affiliated with the show the hamster says Hamtaro. taro <laughs> about how hey, it's- like, ham-
0: ham- 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 or something like that sure. yeah you yeah I don't. You're not far off I <laughs> I think it was on like I'm trying to I'm trying to remember recently I used to watch cartoons on and it was one of those shows that I would watch. It was a cartoon I would watch before school while eating waffles. I have a very vivid memory. Interesting. It was on like Fox cartoons or something like that. So it's one of those weird, why did that Japanese show make it over? But it was cute. Very cute. So I think it'd be a fun one.
1: Okay. All right. Interesting.
0: Rune Factory could be a fun one. Uh, two weeks seems like it's going to be one of those games where it's like, oh, that wasn't enough time. Yeah. Uh, Rune Factory is the first real evolution of Harvest Moon.
1: That's right. I knew it sounded familiar.
0: But you're also still farming as well, too. So it combines action role-playing with the farm sim. Seems comfy and fun. Big fan of those titles. Valkyrie Profile is one that, it's funny, it's on my curious list, because earlier I said I really don't like tactics games. That's totally what this is. Mm Mm-hmm. But I I want to get into them, you know. There's something like my friend used to. My friend was so into Final Fantasy Tactics or Final Fantasy Advanced, whatever it was, and I just wanted to be into it as much as he was. And I was not was not
1: absolutely relatable. I there was something about coveting the games of your friends because now I feel like games are widely accessible to anybody on almost any platform, right? You have uh, modern games that are releasing on all platforms simultaneously for the most part anymore. You can stream games. Yeah. You can, you don't ever have to even have the console or the platform or the ability to play the games to experience the game itself if you really wanted to. But I, you know, I remember growing up with handhelds and, you know, playstations are starting to come out you've got the psp you've got xbox um you still have some pc gaming absolutely and just seeing the games that your buddies or friends are playing and that's where everybody falls into these niches or these niche clicks of oh i'm a nintendo gamer i'm an xbox gamer i'm a ps5 gamer anymore it really just breaks down to semantics like do you like the social platform on one over the other more or not yeah, but like if you grow if you grew up with a certain system, then you were playing specific games, and then that was what kind of molded your introduction into video games for the most part.
0: Well, started so as PC, and then we got a PlayStation. Yeah, and then from the PlayStation, I went to GameCube, and then from my GameCube it's really really was like fuck, man, I need something to actually play some shooters and stuff. And that's why I got into my PC more. And I was like PC master until i got the fucking ds and i was like i'm kind of a nintendo fanboy like i love these titles like even though like there's a certain time where it was lame to be in these cutesy wootsy ones but now it's it's not you know and it's like (laughs) like the the cartoony games when you're talking about uh, the gamecube and uh playstation 2 xbox now you're looking back a lot, and people are like, "Ah, oh, that was that gritty time." You know, it was the the toned down color, everything's in sepia or dark greenish tones. And then you look over at the GameCube, and it's just like fucking Mario Sunshine. <laughs> How bright can we make it?
1: Uh, th- man, that's our next podcast right there. Is is all about the GameCube, probably. My personal favorite console. I didn't appreciate it
0: when I had it, and I didn't get the really good games for it when I had growing up with the GameCube. That's fair. I got Animal Crossing just like days before, maybe like on the day of moving from Sioux City out to Sydney. And that is the middle of summer. So I have no friends. You can't make friends. You know, like it's like it's impossible to. (laughs) So. I I just spent my summer just fucking Animal Crossing on the GameCube. That was you know, that's why I love Animal Crossing to this day is I'm sure because of that core feeling right there. Hell yeah. I had fucking Billy Hatcher and uh you know PNO three. I don't know if you ever
1: played PNO three. Oh, Piano three is awesome (laughs) such a weird game
0: good if you have like a whole catalog not good if it's one of your like
1: yeah that's that's fair yeah if you're just exploring the archives it's a fun play but yeah if that's (laughs) that's one of your only sources of entertainment you might be better clawing your eyes out i guess
0: yeah i mean it's that game would have done great on the ds I'd like to see a remake. I'd like to see a a D make of that on the DS.
1: A, a D make. Oh, I like that.
0: They have a few D makes uh, out for the DS. Uh, I believe that there was a there's a Halo D make
1: out really? there. Really? Like yes. an actual like a Halo shooter game?
0: If we had listeners and if we got comments, they would be controversial comments. Yeah. Uh, being like. Uh, i mean i mean it was actually a it was an alpha you know or pre-alpha game blah blah but there's also the people be like no they've said that that was not it was not actually it was not made by bungie and it was just a fan made game and you would have all these different arguments about it but yeah there is you you can get a halo
1: that's wild um i'd like to take a quick step back um is that your karen voice i don't know what voice that that was was. awesome you should
0: it was my, it was my like high pitched nerdy like whiny. Love
1: place. it. You should. That's definitely needs to be a thing.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, okay. Yeah, I'll see if I can ever do it again. My throat's pretty roached right Perfect. now. Perfect. Well, we can so. keep
1: you there. I think.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll be too. No, nah, I to think do. it'll be all right.
0: When do you think the last game came out for the DS?
1: Oh. <laughs> I mean, my gut tells me a while ago, but you never know. Like not, not, not talking about like homebrew, like an official release. No, an
0: official release. Jeez, yeah.
1: I'd I'd have to say it's been a while. So, two thousand sixteen.
0: Oh, you gave it more credit than it deserved. Two thousand fourteen. Wow, really? So now, next year, okay, will be will be an interesting statistic, right? <laughs> If we would have started it next year, it'd be better because 2004 it's announced. 2014, the final game
1: comes out. I know. 2024, Pocket Cast is released. Pocket Cast is, yeah, simulcasting every week.
0: Uniting <laughs> all of the, the portable handheld retro enthusiasts across the world.
1: Damn, there's a tag.
0: That's, you know, the funny thing is that there's no new handheld. Like, if you want, if you look up, there's one new handheld. I can't think of the name of it right now. It's got the little Frank on the side of it. You, uh, it's like it plays one bit games. Frank? Yeah. You haven't seen this, huh? What are you talking about? Uh, Frank handheld game.
1: Yeah, this sounds made the fuck up. Play date. Play date is what it's called. Okay,
0: And um, it's like, uh, it's interesting. I, I would definitely enjoy playing it. I, I, I believe the asking price is a little high for it. Um, for my economic level. Uh, what
1: is the function of the mechanical crank? Is it? It's basically just to play with. It's an analog controller. Interesting.
0: And I used it in a, a lot of different ways. And so it's. Huh. This is the only new handheld console to come out besides all these retro, you know, emulating things that you see all. Of them.
1: Well, but I feel like there's a case to be made that the Switch is a handheld. I don't. No, I don't. not at all. I don't. That's. I. Now with. I feel like I feel like your your requirement is that it needs to be pocketable.
0: It needs to be pocketable.
1: Absolutely. All right. I, re- I respect yeah. that.
0: Yeah. I think it's a fair stance.
1: That, that definitely <laughs> takes the P. Well, e- well not, not that there's a newer PSP, but I would assume for you, the PSP still, like, where does that fall in there for you? Like, the original PSP
0: slim? Not just the PSP. I think if you looked at it right now, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that, that's smaller than the
1: iPhone. All right. That's fair. That's a fair point.
0: I don't know. We could look up measurements on that. Decide that.
1: Uh, Okay, man. And and I only really ever held a PSP a couple of different times. Yeah, I'm with you there. The Steam Deck also does not count. Yeah, of course. It's far too large.
0: I don't think the Switch Lite really fits in your pocket. And if it does, you're going to fuck that screen up.
1: Mm -hmm. Ah.
0: I would even say part of my lack of love for the 3ds may be on my end because i
1: got the xl ah so it's lack of portability yeah that's that's fair um okay uh backstepping real quick so the psp was 6.7 by 2.9 by 9 and 23rd
0: that's an above average penis that can fit just fine in your
1: pocket <laughs> yeah so so not <laughs> Jesus. Not really that big at all. All right, so let's look at the uh, switch here. 3.6 by 8.2. So obviously definitely much larger than the PSP, but not by a whole lot. So you've got about an extra inch in height and inch and a half, 2 inches on the length. I mean, that's that's definitely about probably a little bit bigger than the iPhone Max is right now. iPhone Max 6.7. Is it 6.7?
0: Uh, iPhone fourteen plus, yeah.
1: Let's see, see if I can get a diagonal read on this. Riveting content here. Yeah, good stuff. Either way, I I, I would I, I would reasonably. I'm not.
0: I'm I'm gonna say that 3ds is the death of. It marks the end of
1: handheld gaming. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I you know, I, and I haven't been keeping up with Nintendo news. Um, Obviously, if there was a large gaming company that I would expect to put a handheld out, like a true handheld, it would be Nintendo. Well, you know
0: what's also interesting is that the DS was supposed to come out as a companion to the Game Boy Advance. Ironic, being that it has a Game Boy Advance slot in it, but it wasn't put out, it wasn't originally made to replace the Game Boy Advance. It was supposed to be its own catalog. DS would go on game boy would go on i would like to see a new game boy
1: i wouldn't mind a new game boy either i don't know necessarily what specifications i want the
0: game boy advance and game boy advance is like i think i don't know the exact you know time frame but i'm thinking fifth to sixth grade probably maybe a little bit longer than that obviously sure. it would have been longer than that but that's like sixth grade is about when i stop playing games that's when you're like middle school you don't want to be seen playing video games or pokemon in public you know you want to be you're you're, you're trying to be a teen and not playing right handheld game a game boy that's for boys i'm not a boy i'm a teen <laughs> you know some shit like that and so game boy advance is where i i kind of fall off i don't have a lot of nostalgia there i have a lot i mean there's somewhere i'm like i remember seeing this game and wanting it but Game Boy Color is where a lot of my nostalgia sits. And so it's fun to go Absolutely. back and I know that we've discussed not limiting ourselves to the DS and considering throwing in Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, PSP. Um, that's gotta be like five thousand games, probably. I'm gonna say it's probably five thousand.
1: It would have to, yeah, it would have to be a massive number. And and maybe we could do that periodically, you know, do a...
0: Yeah, I think that's a fun idea. I, I think it's...
1: I, I'm definitely excited to dig into some of these titles. Um, is there anyone in particular that you want to focus on the these next couple of weeks?
0: These next couple of weeks, I would not mind digging into the old favorite, Hotel Dusk. Ooh. Or an RPG, I wouldn't mind. I would also not mind something that I haven't played before. Blood of Bahamut? I don't know if I'm saying it right.
1: Uh, Bahamut? I've never played Bahamut. Bahamut? Yeah, sure, that word.
0: Bahamut!
1: Okay, see that? And in, in there you lost it. You almost had it.
0: If you feel like doing something experimental... Two of the best shooters on the DS are Dementium the Ward, uh Dementium the Ward 2, I think is what it's called. <laughs> and then also Moon. That is uh those are some decent FPS games. I,
1: I, I would like to see a decent FPS game. I, I I played a couple just toying around.
0: Yeah, I played a little bit of Call of Duty.
1: Yeah, I did I was not impressed either.
0: Surprising to see not this. It, see and this is a team that I think is no longer no longer together. Renegade Kid. It was founded in two thousand seven. Defunct in two thousand sixteen. Sorry to say. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. They put out Yeah, Dementium the Ward, Moon, Dementium Two, ATV Wild Ride. I don't know anything about that one. Interesting. Mutant Muds. Mm. I'm sure you've heard of that game. Nope. Uh <laughs> oh, it's a, it's like a, I I believe it was a platformer. Like uh, pretty popular. Okay, okay. We're lucky where we are in the same city, the same town. Mm-hmm. We hang out weekly. At least. We still have the local wireless communication abilities with our DSs. True. So we can play games and review them, kind of, if that's what we're doing. Be they can be multiplayer games, so we can actually experience the multiplayer aspect to it. Fantasy Star Zero was a game that I quite enjoyed. I believe it's a bit repetitive. Um, I, I think one of the main reasons I liked it was to put on a podcast, hop online, play with some people, find a squad, and then just go run through these dungeons. There are also a few games that are there's a real lean into. The old school RPG mm-hmm. is it Heroes of Might and Magic? I believe that's uh, like the old school first person going just dungeon crawling, right. you know, and it's a hard, unforgiving type oh, game. Uh, you also then have the Dark Spire. Same idea. Mm-hmm. They even have a setting where you can get this, the 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 graphics to be like. I don't know if it's a uh, vector style or like Amiga style, but something along those lines. There's a classic one called Solar. I can't pronounce the name of it. It's Red the Hunter is the sub name, like Solar Chirobo.
1: Yeah, I'm looking
0: for it. It's kind of a furry game. No offense to any furries listening out interesting. there. Okay. Just a heads up to anybody. That's an interesting, unsuspected thing. Um. But the story is supposed to be really good. I've played it a little bit. The art's really good. I'm not stoked on the controls, but I, like I said, I've barely played. Barely got I
1: I gotcha. Yeah, I see that uh, title in here. We want to lock that in? Let's just do it. You've sold me um, block which one the, the furry title.
0: The Furries. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, Star Strong. So this is one of the newer releases. Oh, really? oldest release how do you say that it's the newer yeah it's a newer release the one of the old last releasing title holy
1: shit you made that so complicated
0: i did i truly did
1: so this in in terms of the history of the lifetime of ds titles being released this title came later in that time frame so it is the newest of the of the games (laughs) or one of them good okay gotcha
0: Released in America in 2011. North America.
1: Okay, yeah, by Namco. Okay, so Sola 2 Robo, or Solada Robo. I have no idea. Red the Hunter. All right, (laughs) got it. Yeah. Uh,
0: Also, one of the most
1: expensive games, I believe, for collectors. Really? Yeah. Huh, not a lot of titles floating around, or what, do you know?
0: Well, being made 2011, you're, you're near the end of. I, I believe 3DS has come out by that point.
1: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Not a lot of DS loyalists out there.
0: You don't don't make me feel bad. <laughs> <Yeah. right>? 2011 <laughs> is when the 3DS comes out. Okay. Yeah. And that pretty well wraps us up. Then next time, names to to tweet at us with. Perfect. We'll have. Potentially a Discord server for you to comment in. Yeah. Until the next time. Game on, gamers.